I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Instant Reaction Podcast, HawkeyeNation.com. Literally, as this game goes final, Andrew Downs here with you on a cold Monday night here in the state of Iowa. That is a bad loss for our Hawkeyes, man. And uh, with in a week where you got three games, two on the road, uh, in the Eastern time zone in one week, you know, probably should have just lost that one in regulation. Uh, as it was... You got an epic play from Keegan Murray, a uh, an uncalled travel and a big shot from Penn State, and a double overtime loss for the Hawkeyes, ninety to eighty six, um, eighty six points in fifty minutes of basketball. Uh, we'll talk a lot about that. I mean, Iowa scored as much, almost as much in overtime. Anyway, we'll we'll get there. Um, a lot on my mind here uh, as we. Come to terms with um, with this loss, and and then kind of what this loss means. Um, the it's going to be an uphill battle now, um, you know. And I felt pretty good about this team, um, even with the loss to Purdue. Um, but that that's a head scratcher right there, and some some bad play. See now they turn on the women's game, and Caitlin Clark hits a three right away, and. Uh, I have a smile on my face again at the very least. So um, some and a, a terrible final possession for Iowa at the end of the, the first overtime where Keegan Murray doesn't touch the ball. I don't know how that's the shot you get. Uh, a bunch of kind of head-scratching plays. Twice Iowa had a five-on-four where the Penn State player was down in, on their side of the court. And once was a Connor McCaffrey three that had no prayer. And the next one was a Patrick McCaffrey turnover on a, a real bad look of a, of a shot of a pass rather um just a, a head scratcher of a game man in a lot of ways Iowa just didn't play well offensively Keegan Murray didn't have it uh, he ended up with I think 21 points he so he turned it on he figured it out he scored a lot in overtime and in the final 10 minutes of the the second half but it was just terrible in the first half picked up two fouls so sat for 14 minutes of the first half uh, but even had he been in there the way he was playing the way kind of everything was off I tweeted you know, I wonder if he put on the wrong pair of shoes or something just like everything was just a hair off just a it was, you know his first three or four shots all bounced off the right side of the rim and you know he had a, had a had a rebound and it bounced off his hands and goes out of bounds and just things like that. I mean, he was just a little bit off. He ended up six of eighteen, uh, two of seven from three, and had a great look to tie the game in double overtime um, and just just couldn't hit it. Um, seven to ten from the free throw line again, seventy percent's fine, but a couple of bad misses there. Six rebounds, an assist, a block. 21 points for Keegan Murray. Patrick uh, had the second most points, 16 on 6 of 13, shooting 3 of 6. Kind of a weird game for Patrick. Hit some big shots, had some big moments, 7 rebounds. Um, 
Then Connor McCaffrey was the next leading scorer, believe it or not, with his four first half three pointers. Uh, that was fun to watch, man. That was cool to see him find his rhythm. Um, not just don't don't ever shoot seven threes in a game again. <laughs> uh, Hope Connor is okay. Um, he looked his arm looks pretty bad when he he looked at it like he was in a lot of pain, and that's a dude we know can take a lot of pain. So. Hope he's doing okay. His arm was in a sling. I'm sure we'll get some sort of an update from Coach McCaffrey, his dad, tonight, and then probably something more definitive when they get back to Iowa City tomorrow. Uh, beyond that, Philip Robach with 11 points, six rebounds, a steal, a block. Um, four or five was was Robracha. Just not real aggressive though. Didn't didn't score a lot. Joe Toussaint. I, I don't have the minutes in front of it. He didn't play a whole lot. He he didn't score. Had four rebounds, five rebounds rather, and two assists. But he wasn't in in any of the overtimes or or really the the final portion of the game. That's when Aaron Eulis uh, was playing the point and doing a, a good job of it. He didn't hit a field goal. He was 0 of 7 from the field, but he was 7 of 8 from three free throws. A couple of really clutch ones. Some really uh, that, that rebound he had was big. Um, he ended up with 5 rebounds, 5 assists, and 7 points. Chris Murray had 8 points, uh, 3 of 7 shooting, 3 assists, 4 rebounds. Peyton Sanford had some nice minutes. He hit a 3. Uh, that was cool to see. He had 5 points. Um, and Tony Perkins scored four points, uh, but provided some energy as he always does, and that's um, that's what it is as far as the the box score. Um, that really doesn't tell the story of the game, though. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We'll look here at the, um, the team stats. 35% was Iowa from the field. 27 uh, made shots on 77 uh, taken shots, missed 50 shots tonight. That's not good. 35% from the field. That's not good. 11 of 31 from three. That's not good. 21 of 28 from the free throw line. Not awful, uh, but you, you want better. 17 assists on the 27 made shots. It's not bad. 42 rebounds. He's got out rebounded by 10, um, but matched their offensive rebounds. Seven steals had Iowa. Eight, just eight turnovers. Eleven for Penn State. Not nearly as many as Iowa forced uh, at Carver last Saturday, um, and that's kind of the story there. But yeah, this was um, it, uh, there a few things. Keegan, Iowa as a team can't start out the way they did tonight uh, to get into a ten point hole right away like that. Uh, this is multiple times in a row now. It's a trend that Iowa does not start games uh, with the energy that they need. That's a problem. Uh, Iowa shot poorly again tonight. This is, I think, the fourth game in a row where Iowa has shot poorly, fourth or fifth. Um, where did the offense go? That's a really why can we not have decent defense and elite offense? <laughs> every time we have elite offense, our defense is terrible. And every time we focus on the defense and the rebounding to get it back to just just okay, uh, the offense falls apart. What's going on there? Jordan Bohannon, what, what's he what's he giving to this team right now? Um, 
you know, in the the win over Penn State, he felt like he had you know regained some of that swagger. Uh, good for him. It, that hasn't shown in the last two games, and there's just some shots tonight that you just expect him to make. He's wide open. He scored two points tonight, Jordan did. He's 0 of 7 from the field, 0 of 4 from, from three-point land. Five assists, that's it. Um, if he can't hit that shot at the end of the game, why is he in there? Because he's not in there for his defense. He's not in there. Why is he in there? And I love Jordan Bohannon. I've made that very clear as many times as I can. My favorite Hawkeye ever. He's just not giving this team anything right now. And... It hurts when he's the guy taking those shots and, and he can't make them. Again, Keegan had a really good look at three to tie the game in double overtime and, and wasn't able to hit that. Um, he can't wait uh, wait 30 minutes until he turns it on. He can't wait to be aggressive. Uh, I know some of it was the little amount he played in the first half due to Fran's two-foul theory. Uh, you know, You can scream at the wall about that if you want. I'm done. I'm done being upset with that. I know how Fran reacts when guys get two fouls in the first half. So uh, I just I work that into the equation. I bake that in uh, to my frustration. Uh, but even when he came back, Keegan wasn't himself. He he. It wasn't until late. Now thank God he did turn it on. And the play he made at the end of regulation was incredible. There's another. That's probably another Bohannon three that maybe didn't go down as a shot. I don't know if that went down as a shot. Maybe it went down as an assist. Maybe it was one of his five assists. It was an incredible, incredible shot from Keegan Murray to send that game into overtime. It's just too bad it was wasted then on a 90-86 double overtime loss. All right, so now we look ahead, and this is a game that I think all of us had in the win column, and so you have to adjust things a little bit, right? Now Iowa 4-6 and six in Big Ten play. I had talked about on this podcast and on the radio that if Iowa just wins the games, they should win. Uh, doesn't even have to jump up and upset an Ohio State or a Michigan State or win at Michigan or Illinois. Uh, if Iowa just wins the games they should win, that should be a good enough resume to get into the tournament. I don't know if that's the case anymore when you lost this game. Um... Now you're at Ohio State. You don't expect to win that. Now you're talking four and seven in the Big Ten. Okay, so four wins in the Big Ten. Let's try to get to ten. All right, let's get to ten and ten in the Big Ten. I'm not going to give us Ohio State. I will give us a home against Minnesota. I'll go ahead and say at Maryland, even though I'm questioning that after tonight's road team. Um, But I'll, I'll give us at Maryland. Win over Nebraska. I'll give us Michigan at home. I will not give us Michigan State at home. Uh, at Nebraska, home against Northwestern. And then I'm not going to give us either of the road games to end the season at Michigan or Illinois. That gets us to 10-10. and 10. If you win, if you beat Minnesota, Maryland, Nebraska twice, Michigan once, and Northwestern. Now you have to do just, you have to do all of that just to get to 10-10. and 10. It's 10-10 10 with one, maybe two quad one wins. Uh, as they pointed out on the broadcast tonight, one win probably over a, a tournament team. Is that enough to get you into the field as an at-large bid? Is it enough to um, put you into a, a first four? Maybe. Depends how weak the bubble is. Depends what happens in conference tournaments. But that's not a place you want to be. You certainly don't want to be going into the Big Ten tournament needing to win a couple of games because we know history tells us that's unlikely. 
so now, so now, what do you need to do? You you need to make up for this Penn State loss with a win over Ohio State on Thursday, or a win over Michigan State at home in a few weeks, or a win on the road at Michigan or at Illinois. And again, you need to then win all the other games I just laid out too. The margin for error has has all but disappeared now for this team. Nothing's a must win in January. But tomorrow's February and games become very, very important and the margin of error is gone. And you need to jump up and, and notch a signature win on this season. You don't have one yet. Go get one. You need to. If you don't and you're left out come March, it's not anybody's fault but your own. Right? You've got opportunities in this schedule. You're only 10 games into the Big Ten schedule. You have 10 games left. What are you going to do? Are you going to fade? Are we going to have to fight the Fran fade narrative again? Are you going to step up? Are you going to win some of these games? I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I felt more confident about this team even after that loss at Purdue. This loss is a, a, a confidence shaker for sure. A wake-up call hopefully for this team. But again, the opportunity is there. You play in a good enough league that you you get to 11-9 and nine or, God forbid, 12-8 and eight in this conference, you're going to the tournament. And then who knows when you get away from the Big Ten officials and, and things like that. Who knows? You got to get there first. And you're going to have to prove us all something here. Maybe this week. You go 2-0 the rest of this week, you've changed the narrative completely. It's wild how the roller coaster of emotions and rankings and analytics and statistics and the bubble and bracketology, uh, it's all so fickle. Week to week, game to game, day to day. But it is what it is. This is how I feel right now. This is why we call it an instant reaction. And hopefully... Thursday and Sunday, I'm much happier and in a much better place, and and my outlook on this season is is much better than it is right now. If you are in that place right now, I congratulate you. You're better than me. I'm going to sit back and enjoy the second half of the Iowa women's game on the Big Ten Network. Caitlin Clark is amazing. Uh, We're very lucky that we get to watch her, and we're lucky to be Hawkeyes even on days where we lose to freaking Penn State in basketball. Thank you guys so much for listening, and go Hawks. (laughs) 